Hi, I'm Kyra. I'm Yurina. And I'm Sharina. And you are listening to the Bear Experience Podcast. Hi, guys. Hi, welcome back. Hey, guys. Yes, welcome back. We missed you. Okay, so the Bear Podcast. The Bear Podcast, for those of you new to us or who may have forgotten because it's been a little while, um, it's a podcast that the three of us Morganite alums decided to give birth to. We have many group chats, many conversations that range from politics, social media, family and work life, relationships, and just what's happening on the world um, on a day-to-day basis. So we're here to give you some insight on what's going on in our lives, which some of you may relate to and or can possibly even learn from. We even use this as opportunity as a platform to learn from each other, those listening, and grow together as we share our bare experiences. Stay tuned for some fun and exciting moments, and we hope you guys all enjoy listening. Thanks for being here with us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Welcome back. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black Happy History Month. Happy Black History Month. Happy Groundhog's Day, you know, all that. Happy what? Groundhog's what? Day. That was yesterday, wasn't it? No, that was at the beginning of the month. But, you know, it's fine. Um, Happy Valentine's Day. Ground- Okay. Groundhog, he's seen his shadow, right? So, does that mean yeah. we have spring? Like, long or no, no? We have six more weeks of winter. Th- oh, yeah. great! So, pull out your snow boots, Grandma Urena. I already have them out <laughs> by the door, of course. So, <laughs> but as we're here in Black History Month, we do have an icebreaker that I'm going to do with the girls. Um, and okay. it's you know about black culture so we're going to do an icebreaker it's called culture tags i don't know if anybody ever heard of it before um but they're just hashtags and they go by different categories um and you would have to guess you give a hint um and then you have to guess what that uh hashtag stands for so the first one is the category of black twitter okay um the hashtag is s t T M. Okay, you got that. Or you need to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. All right. Um, the hint is a famous person said this, and it went viral. Sorry to this man, or sorry to that man. <laughs> Girl, how'd you get it that fast? <laughs> you know what's funny? I feel like I just seen them post something on the shade where I'm like a meme of her. <laughs> Dang it! Yes. Say her name. I didn't say it on purpose. I didn't say her name. I, just, I know, but my my hand <laughs> is supposed to make you think about it. Dang. I didn't think. All right. Well, the next one. Sorry to Urena. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the next one, the category is song lyrics. Okay. Hashtag T B R B T S T J. Oof, it's a long song. Do you, want me to, do you want need me to repeat it? No, no, no. no it's okay. a hit. Oh, okay, dang. The hint is it's a Tupac song. It's a famous mm-hmm. line from a Tupac song. Oh, it's the line, like the lyrics. It's like yeah, the it's the line. line. Yeah. Oh, um. Throw out some words. Let's see. If you can you it. just re- mm, throw out words? The blacker the berry, the sweeter Woo! the juice. There you go, sis. You got it. There we go. You, you feel got me? it. How do you, I was are you like googling? 
No. All right. How am I Google? How am I Google that? What would I even type in Google? <laughs> I don't know. See about All right. So the next category is black church. Okay, it's church things that we would hear in the church. The hashtag is L T C S A. What's the hint? Let the church let say, the church amen. say amen. Yes. yes. What did you think? That's what first? I was thinking. I was like, well, let me hear a hint first. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's let the church say amen. Okay. Let the church say amen. All right. So the second amen. one is I put this in here. And they mend again. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Raina. Go ahead. All right. So the very last one that we have um, is church. I put this in here because we have a friend that always say this. Okay. The hashtag... <laughs> Let me say it. Let me say it before you guess. Dang. I want to guess too. Hashtag W H D I question. All right, Mark, on the count of three, we'll say it, okay? Okay. One, two, three. Won't, Won't he do, he it? do it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Carissa J. Weir. Yes, legit. That's who always says it all the time. So I was like, I gotta put that in here. Oh, shout out to Carissa. So won't he do it? Yeah. Culture tap. Let me tell you something. Carissa will bless your corner real quick. Okay. Don't let something touch her spirit. She uh, or, or shouting. So. <laughs> Listen, she love a quick praise break. She she sure okay. does. There's nothing wrong with that. She sure does. Um. But right. this is culture tag, um, and we just thought it was a good idea to do it um, for Black History Month, just because this is a thing that we all know. We all are experienced, all been in church, heard it before, all been around someone or been a part of Black Twitter and seen this. So I just thought it was, or we just thought it was a good idea to talk about it. Culture tags, if you can find it online um, on Instagram, they I think you just type in culture tags into Instagram. And their Instagram will pop up and you can purchase it. So that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. It was fun. Yeah, that was fun. It made me think. It did. Right. You guys answered that too quick. Because the first time I did it, I was just throwing out (laughs) words. Like, what would Jesus do? What would... Like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe you're not as a part of the culture as you Don't do it. You can't. It's black. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm Mm-mm. Don't okay. act like that. That is not true. First of all, there was some hard ones in there, so it's fine. Yeah, the Tupac one definitely made me think because I was looking like this is a long hashtag. Like the heck. But shout out to you, Kyra. Yeah, for real. All right, so we're just gonna go into talking about since it's Black History Month. Um, it's definitely a month of like reflection. Um, and we have came a long way um, in our community. Um, and we just, I think it's a good idea for us to talk about it, to shine light on different things um, that we have experienced. And um, we might all experience it in different ways. So, you know, um, even though it is the Black community, Black culture, but everybody has um, a different upbringing, different experience, experience of it and everything so you know everybody has different families different like this is everything is it can be different it's the same but it can be very different um so 
I am going to ask the first question. Um, and whoever wants to answer this first, or I can go first, it's up to you guys. But the question is, can you tell me about a time of your first racial or prejudice moment or encounter that you have ever had? Hmm. So I don't necessarily feel like I remember the first racial prejudice, mm-hmm. prejudice, <laughs> prejudice moment or encounter. Um, I feel like there's been plenty throughout the course of life. Yeah. Honestly, but the first one, I'm not sure. I think the most, the most vivid to me have always occurred, honestly, which is sad to say, but a lot with school and school activities. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, of course, the schools that I went to, they were pretty good with mixing um, different races and making it pretty diverse. But I would say definitely my elementary and my middle school were predominantly white. So my experiences there um, I could definitely tell different things were off at a younger age I can't really pinpoint one particular thing that was like the very first one but I do remember being younger and I had a a group of best friends I guess I had one that was black I had one that was Hispanic and then I had one that was white Um, so I just remember going to Hawaii with my family Uh, we're getting ready to go to Hawaii and one of my friends at the time um, she was like, oh my gosh, I would love to go to Hawaii. And I'm like, yes, like, that would be so much fun. My jumbo little girl. I'm like, that'd be so much fun. Like, you should come, like, tell your parents to let you come. This is not like a stay the night. We going down the street for a sleepover. This is like a, we're about to go on a 13 hour plane ride. Like, I thought it was simple. Mm-hmm. But, um, I was talking to somebody and they were like, she can't go with you to Hawaii. And I'm just like, why not? Like, no, this is my best friend. Why can't she come to Hawaii? They were like, because Hawaiian people don't like white people. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I think that probably stood out to me as the youngest at that point, like, that it was ever a racial thing with, like, oh, some, some type of race or certain ethnicities or certain people of a culture don't like you because of your skin tone. And I just was, like, mm-hmm. so baffled. I'm, like, you're telling me my best friend can't come because she's white? Like, what? Mm-hmm. So that was probably, for me, I think that stands out in my head as one of the younger, like, first major memories that I can think of. And that, to me, I was just, like, at that point, I was, like, wow. But before that, I was just, like, this is my best friend. Like, it didn't matter. I mean, it still doesn't mm-hmm. matter, like, the shade, but it just never crossed my mind that there would be any type of issue because of us being different shades yeah and that i like that you said that because there's honestly like that's how like children like children don't see that so it's not until somebody points something out where a kid is like so that's why they tell you like it's a learned thing like somebody's teaching them to be this way if there is a kid that is malicious and do things um like racial things or say prejudice like stuff like that like that's something that's learned because a child doesn't just have that in their nature um so that was very interesting yeah and I just Mm -hmm. like I just remember coming home and telling my parents I'm like uh I don't know if I should say this or not but like this is what I was told at school like is this true that she can't come to Hawaii because of this and they just looked at me like (laughs) oh no kids are Mm -hmm. crazy and mean and yeah it just starts early, like you said. It definitely does. Um, you want me to? I can go. Um, 
So I would say my first one, um, I'm pretty sure like maybe there's something that happened before, but I guess the ones that stood out to me. um, So I I had three significant ones, I feel like, um, that I was just like, wow. Like, it just made me like, like, you know, you always hear about, I heard about slavery before, like when I was younger, my mother explained it to me because I like I remember learning about it in history. You know, they do it very vaguely because they do a terrible job in the United States telling you about black history and um, that whole starting from slavery and stuff like that. Um, so I was like, went and I'm like, so who did this to us? Like, I don't understood, understand. So my mother like explained it to me and then kind of like, OK, there is you know, people had a mindset back then and, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay. So like always in, in the back of my head, like there, there are some people like that, but it's not going to be you. I probably won't meet them. Maybe, you know, like just being naive about it. Um, and so when I was, I think when I was in high school, I was working at a grocery store, my first official little job. And, um, this guy came in line and he um, wouldn't let me touch his bags. Um, and he goes to them and like he's putting on a whole show because is this black girl and he would just be like, no, move, move. Like to me because he, he doesn't want me to touch his bag. And like I remember um, my supervisor at that time like said I don't know what he said to him but like he kind of said something to him and he just told me like it's like it's fine like you know you can just go to a different line and um you know help him wait he made you go to a different line yeah he made me go to a different line to because I think at that point I was bagging for them like I wasn't like on the register like in and stuff um Mm -hmm. like I was just I, I think I came in late or something so I was just like helping bag until like somebody left to go on the register um and he was just like, you know, it's fine. Um, but he did talk, like, that's one thing. Like, the supervisor did talk to him and was like, that's uncalled for type thing. Um, so I just knew, like, when this man came in, like, okay, like, he's racist. Like, you don't want me to touch your bag because I'm black. And so, um, and then another one, of course, when I was in California with Kyra. In a church. You took Oh, I want to explain it, but it was with Kyra in a church, which is very, it's sad, <laughs> but unfortunately, people do still have that mindset and still think this way, and they think things are okay, but Kyra will explain mm-hmm. that. Um, the second one, the third one, um, I would say that stands out to me right now would be in California as well, um, and I was at work. And somebody there was just like, I don't know what we were talking about. And he was just like, I, um, what would you people like to be called? Um, and I was just like, what? Like, we weren't even talking about anything about race or anything. Um, but he thought it was okay to talk to me that way and about African-American people. And I'm like, what do you mean? So it was a teaching moment for him. Um, but... I'm not going to go down the line of what was said and everything, but uh, it was a teaching moment for him. And, um, yeah. Those are, would he call it that? I don't, I don't know what a teaching moment. But um, it is Black History Month, and I'm going to focus on um, us and our involvement. And I would say it was a teaching moment. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I'm sure he appreciated that mm-hmm. teaching moment. Um, so for me, uh, I grew up Sharina. I we did grow up in an area where it was predominantly white. Um, so there weren't that many of us in school. Um, so I've I guess like not until I got older did I realize that was the reason why I might have been treated differently. It never occurred to me that it was because of my skin color I just thought you know it could it could be anything uh never really until now I'm older um I was privileged to go to HBCU where now looking back on some of my experiences I'm like oh that was racist oh, right like that like that's the reason why so I think when we're younger like you said we have childlike vision and we just think you know, the world is like peaches and cream and everybody's nice and everybody, you know, we just don't have that. We're not going out into the world looking for that or we don't even know to look for that. We just kind of, you know, think it could be anything, but I never thought it was that. Um, so I will say when I knew instantly that it was kind of like, you know, like a racist moment, like a prejudice type of moment. So like Irina said, we were in California. Um we had a job that we were able to travel like through California and, you know, do work at different churches and stuff like that. So we met a lot of different people and uh, there was this one particular church um, and most of the churches Mm -hmm. were predominantly white. The people we worked with were predominantly white. Um, No bad experiences though with the people we worked with at all. Love them. Um, It was just, you know, different churches, uh, probably areas in California that don't have any black people so you just never kind of knew where you would end up or what type of people you were around so we were at this one particular church we were having a meal and this lady you know she's asking everybody where we're from but you could just kind of tell she kind of was like zoning in on me and Urena. <laughs> like she was just kind of like I don't want to say fascinated but like fixated kind of on us like she would ask others questions but she would get really intrigued when you Mm -hmm. know it was our turn to talk so we get to the part where you know where you're from you're says Connecticut she's like Connecticut she was like I didn't know they had black people in Connecticut and we was everybody was silent like (laughs) and we were just like like, what so we pick ourselves up. We kind of get past that point because we are the only two. No, no, no. Devin, uh, I didn't mean to say names, but he was there. He's black. Um, so it was us three and then everybody else, you know, was white. And so we get past that. The black people, the lady said, oh, I didn't know there was any black people in Connecticut. Okay, cool. We get past that. Then she's like staring. She there's this moment where she's just like staring at Urena, and Urena had oh, what were the type of uh, yes. So they were, you know, they're long, they're nice and full. It was, you know, and the lady goes, "Oh my gosh! Like, how long did it take you to grow your hair? Like, is that all your hair?" <laughs> and Urena goes, "Yeah, like I've been growing it, you know, my whole life." Like, yes. And the lady's Lying like, "Oh her. my gosh, I cannot." Because at this point, Urena is like, she's had it up to here with the lady. 
so she's just so she's just like you know what i'm not even about to go like yes it's mine yeah i've been growing it since since i was born and that's just what we're gonna go with um but i mean in that moment i just kind of was like stunned that people Uh still had the like the i don't know what to call it yeah, like, like, still had that, like, okay, so here's my thing. Yes, you can think that, but for you to say it, and say it to me, and just not think that there was not going to be any type of, you know, give back, or, like, any type of weird look, like, you just say it out your mouth, like, bam, but it, it's just, like, why do you think that there isn't, so you think that there's a state, that there's no African-American people in? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just not worldly, just not yeah. um, educated. Like you are still thinking that there's real. Like this is why when they're the whole thing about oh you should instead of criticizing people you should tell them and teach them. But there's at some point it gets to some point where it's like you have to do something for yourself. Like. You cannot you sit here to, and yeah. tell me that for all the years you've been alive, because she was an older woman, that you've <laughs> never thought that there is, I don't know, we had integration. So I, I would think maybe that there will be Black people in places that you probably will not think. There might not be a lot of them, but there is Black people in places. So it would be interesting. Right. So, yeah, it just, I would say that moment stuck out to me, like I said, because I just could not believe she had the guts to say that out loud. In the church. To a black person. Like, in the church. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. So, so yeah, that is definitely. Well, um, like, everybody had different experiences. <laughs> But I wouldn't say I wouldn't say she's no that was, racist. I don't. Would I don't know. You, you know, because she had a black daughter, so that's what she said. She's like, it's okay because I have a black. Yeah, she, she said, said she had. She's like, I didn't know there's black people in Connecticut, and the reason why we was all looking at her like, did she just say that? And then she was like, it's okay, I have a black daughter. Um, See, but that's the thing with me. A lot of people feel like it's mm-hmm. okay to make certain react mm-hmm. remarks because they're like, oh, I have a black cousin, I got a black no. child, like. It doesn't make it, it doesn't, any better. What you just said, it I doesn't, doesn't give you an excuse because oh, it's fine. It, I date It doesn't give you to say something that's inappropriate. So, like that's right. what, like being aware, like cultural awareness. Like I, you know, like if I'm in a group, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, are are all you white people relate? Like I'm not gonna say something crazy like right. that because do that. Yeah, I'm culturally aware. I would say. So I just asked for the for mm-hmm. people of different. That's like going to Bronx and being like, "Oh, there's white people in the Bronx." Like, who says stuff like okay. that? Okay, like honestly, right. just for people just to um, just take a moment and really, <laughs> yeah, think yes, about what you're about exactly. To say. Um, Kyra, you can, or who are Kyra, Sharina can ask the next question. Okay, um, Kai, you got it, or you want me to do it? Uh, okay. matter. Um, mm-hmm. things that you know was instilled in the black home, and what was told to you as a black woman. So, Ooh. who would like to take this question uh, first? I could go. 
I feel right now. Um, so I would say things that are spilling back home. Um, first, I would like to say we were, I was not allowed to come home and just be jumping around with the clothes that I went outside in or went to school with. Oh, no. You got to change the clothes. Oh, no, no, no. You got to change the clothes. You don't need to be in nobody's house. No, 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 no. <laughs> you Like, nobody ever told you this to you? What, yeah, or, oh, I was not a No, it's just funny because I was thinking something like, oh, I, okay, I'm what gonna was get that there, still? I, like, I'm thinking like, I, I just want, I want to just okay. give a little bit of, you know, for the people who are may that not round. be a part of Black culture that's actually listening, just to give an idea of what is that? That's what true. is an awesome? The black home like sometimes. <laughs> well, you're supposed to eat what's in front of you. you. Don't ask for anything else. <laughs> Whatever is what you eat, or you're not hungry. Um, <laughs> but um, I would say the one thing that's important that was I would say that makes me aware of like that reminds you like oh you're you're treated differently from everybody else. Like, you have to be more aware. Um, mm-hmm. Than everybody else. No, I'm gonna tell. I was gonna say, what made me realize, like, oh, you're treated differently. Um, it's been, (laughs) um, was um, like I would see how things happen where, oh, turn the music down. The police is um, is next to you, or um, just so that because they don't know what the interaction is gonna be with the police officer, or oh, wow, the police are behind me let me let me get over or let me like a a very intense moment when police are involved and then um i would say mm-hmm. where where you go out to so like oh don't don't go out after this time like what are you doing going out after this time you need to be uh, aware of your surroundings or don't so like it's just certain things um, that were instilled or don't wear your clothes like this because you don't know, you just don't want a reason for someone to have to say something to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a big one for me. Um, and yeah, I would say that was like one thing, like, so like seeing that, like, um, and just seeing the different things that are told to my brothers or like stuff like that just makes me like, oh, all right, like, make me realize as the years go on, like, oh, you're, like, you, they're telling you this because an, another white family wouldn't be treated or be asked, wouldn't be asked these questions, you know, like, or when you go to the store, make sure you're not rummaging through your pocketbook, don't, because you don't want them to think that you're, you know, trying to steal or anything like that. Because I have been in the store before where I came in. I was really legit about to buy something. But they looked at me. I had like a, I just came from school. So I had like a, like the, you know how people used to wear those purses, the book bag purses where it goes over your shoulder. But it's So yeah. I had something like that. And they followed me around. And I was like, this is crazy. Like. Mm-hmm. I was again like I was saying like I was working in high school so I don't I'm not stealing anything like what <laughs> like why are you following me around but that just showed me like 
you don't need to shop at this store. Like these are this is how they mm-hmm. act when you come in here and the people behind you, they're not being followed. Like, you know, like you are one of the uh, small amount of black people that are in this store, if not the only. So yeah, there's eyes on you. So I would say that um, wasn't still like, that's some things that are still in the black home. Like you don't want to be out after a certain time for, I would just speak for my household. You guys can tell us about yours, but also as a black woman, I would say um, things that was told to me, I wouldn't say from like my home, it wouldn't be from my home, but like I had someone tell me like, oh, don't be bitter. Um, as a black woman mm-hmm. or women are always bitter and blah, blah, blah. So you don't need to be bitter to try to minimize my feelings mm-hmm. as if it wasn't valid. Mm-hmm. to give an excuse for mm-hmm. whatever was that happened they're choosing to tell me well just get over it don't be bitter about it because there's this of uh, exactly a black woman Stigma. being bitter black so. mm-hmm. okay. I that's terrible ready guys Oh, yeah. Um, So things I'll say that I learned at home as far as like being black, being a black woman, um, definitely that I wasn't able to do what everybody else was able to do. Like I said, growing up in a predominantly white area, um, when I was younger, I didn't really see it as it was because of my skin tone. But I know like over and over, I would be told like, oh, you can't wear this. And I'm like, "Okay, but she wore a skirt. And, you know, something to school and, and they're like, oh, no, well, you, it, you know, you, you can't wear that. I wouldn't wear that. <clears throat> or, you know, a group of friends is going over a certain girl's house and everybody's going. And, you know, my parents don't want me to go because, I mean, when I was little, I didn't know, but they knew how their parents were as far as, you know, be, you know with Black people. And um, they were always very um picky about where I went who I was going with and you know when I was younger I didn't really see it as like because it was my skin tone I just thought it was because I mean of course they're protective but um but now that I'm getting older and I'm seeing the views of some of those people that I used to go hang out with like now I kind of understand why they were like "Mm, maybe you can't go over there or you can't do certain things So I think just I learned from a young age that I just wasn't able to do what everybody Mm. else was able to do. And um, I mean, that still is true today. You know, like you said, going into stores, um, going into certain places, especially with traveling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I take, you know, extra, extra pictures of my passport and... I, you know, I just have to be extra vigilant um, in certain areas. And so I've just learned, you know, there's certain things that they can do that we just can't. And it's a tough lesson to learn. But... Also, I did want to mention, um, yeah. I feel like they are protecting us and they tell us, like, you know, don't wear certain things, especially when we're younger, because unfortunately, like, 
black like black women are like sexualized by the community and that's why they have to say like oh you shouldn't wear that but it's okay for another child to wear that from a different group so it's just like and it wasn't until I got older like oh it is it we are because we usually have like shapely bodies so it's just yeah, like we shapes we have yeah curves. it would have been fine yeah. for me to wear mm-hmm. that but because somebody else would say it and they would think something else then you shouldn't so that's a conversation right. for a different podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> okay those are all very very true very valid very relatable especially if you're growing up in a black home um for mm-hmm. myself I would say I just remember being on the school bus one day and um I think it was a field trip or something like that and my mom was with me um those of you who don't know my mom is mixed with different things um one of them being Native American so my mom has very long hair she's a lighter skin complexion than me um we I don't think we look alike she thinks she does <laughs> we do but um someone <laughs> just was like I oh, think you look you. alike but um somebody was like that's your mom like you don't look like your mom like your mom has long hair she's light skin you're darker and your hair is shorter and I'm just like wow like a little can be very harsh and they're just like at a young age I'm just like all right so now I'm not valuing but now it's like okay my mom has this and this is how she looks so now I feel like because I don't look like her something's wrong with my appearance or like it just made me I feel like more mm-hmm. self-conscious about like myself um, initially and I just remember I would like make comments to her I mean joking around like I still say stuff to this day I could be like mom why can't you give me your hair but like that's just just playing around but on a serious note it was just like why is my skin complexion not like hers or why is my mm. hair and my features not like hers like why is it that I'm this way and she's this way and then it was like just constant like why is it like this is this better is it worse like should I look like this if I look like this then this would be different but I think it's just very important um and I'm very thankful and glad that had such a good upbringing as far as family wise to make me feel like you know what you're beautiful regardless of what your skin tone is what your complexion is how your hair is textured you're beautiful. These are features that make you look and make you this person that you are. And that's more than enough. You don't have to look like anybody else. You don't have to be light skin. Everybody's like team light skin, team dark skin. You don't have to be a certain way. Um, so for me, that mm-hmm. was very, I think, beneficial to like learn at a younger age and to kind of grow into know I'm like, listen, this is my mother this is what she looks like this is me this is what I look like I'm happy with it you look I'm like cool. yeah um so that was one thing like I was happy being instilled with just knowing like mm. you're beautiful regardless of what you look like and what you have what you don't have what features if you're one being, like, <laughs> one what, being. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um I think another thing instilled in me um not necessarily instilled in me growing up, but I definitely noticed growing up is more so growing up with yeah. a black male. So having yeah. a brother in the household, seeing those videos, even on like movies, um, watching a movie with my boyfriend yesterday and it was, um, what's it, Little Man. 
So even on the movie Little Man, they have the police officers after the bank robbery. Sorry, I hope you have. But yes, girl. This way, it's an older movie, but they have the police officers, and the woman's given description, and she's just like, "He's a black man." So the police officers go, and then one of them like jumps on this random guy, and he's like, "But he said he was a black man." He's like, "No, but he's not mocha complexion." But it's just like so stereotypical it's just such a big thing these days like oh yeah being a black man in society and I think for me it has me more concerned and even with growing up like you could see it not even just movies but growing up I could see how like my brother shouldn't have done not shouldn't have done he wasn't able to do certain things without being looked at a certain way or if we go somewhere he had to make sure mm-hmm. he was on his P's and his mm-hmm. because he's a black man so I think that kind of like opened my eyes to a lot of things too, like growing up in a black household um, with him or so just like learning, not even just as a female, but with black men, like what they're going, going through as well too. That, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> That's so true. That's so true. Um, so we talked about, you know, being black at home and what we learned at home. So now I want to know mm-hmm. how you guys, like, are figuring out in the workplace. Like, now that we're working, now that we're in corporate America and, you know, we're having to do this, like, how do you feel about um, being Black in the workplace? Do you feel like you're treated the same? Do you feel like um, you have to act a certain way or, you know, be a certain way? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people joke and they're like, oh, this is my white voice, like this is my work voice um and then also like even communicating mm-hmm. with your coworkers. do you feel like um they change their tone around you do you feel like they kind of you'll hear them talk to a one coworker, and they'll it'll be like all professional and whatever and then they come to your desk and it's mm-hmm. like they're chill <laughs> they're laxed they are you know um so I just want to know how do you guys feel about you know being in the workplace um, yeah, go ahead. I can start sure. if you guys want. So, for me, I um, I don't know. It was just like instinctively, I knew that I had to be like overly nice. Um, I mean, yeah. in my <laughs> regular life, I'm nice anyway. Like, but <laughs> I'm just nice. You know, I'm a nice person. But I knew working in the working world, I had to be overly because I didn't want anybody to think I had an attitude. I didn't want anybody to think I was a stereotypical, you know, black girl got an attitude. I don't have to answer to nobody. Um, you know, I have poor stereotypes, ethic, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that. So I feel like, yeah. I feel like I was battling these stereotypes um, that were put out there. Like, I, it would like it was my sole job to just defeat all these stereotypes that are out there about us. Um, I wanted to prove that that's not what we are. That's not who we are. And I took that on as a job. I mean, in my emails, still to this day, I use exclamation points and I mean, yeah, exclamation marks and like smiley faces and you know, it's oh please and thank you and yes ma'am and you know, like very proper. Um, because I don't ever want anybody to think, you know, like I'm saying, I have an attitude or whatever. Um, and then if it's, you know, if somebody asks me something, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. You know, uh, I, no. like it's never, I don't think I've ever said no <laughs> to a task. I, I really don't. Um, 
And so I think just battling, I've learned and I'm unlearning how it's not my job to battle those stereotypes. Like I'm there to do the same job as everybody else. I shouldn't feel like I'm working 10 times somebody that's probably getting paid more than me anyway. So, so yeah, so um, I definitely feel like I have to, you know, I have to like Mm overperform, you know, because I'm representing like for everybody. Um, And I want to make sure that they hire more people that look like me and give that opportunity to people Mm. that look like me because maybe she's like her, which is terrible. But anyway, um, but yeah, and then definitely as far as, you know, the co-workers and everything goes, they definitely are. I don't know if they they trying to be down. (laughs) I don't know what. I'm not sure if, you know what I'm saying? But some of them, they're themselves, and I can tell that that's who they are they're outside not. the office, too. But some of them, it, mm. like, you don't, you don't sound right saying sis. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't sound, like, that's not your normal. Or, like, they try to bring up mm-hmm. things that they think I might be into, and I'm just not. Like yeah, like you like you know what I mean. Like they try to bring up like, oh, I seen you. I remember that one time on this movie, and I'm like, I never seen that movie. And they're like, you, yeah, but you thought I did. And they're like, oh, you (laughs) never seen it? Nope. So what we gonna talk about now? Like, (laughs) like you think you know? Um. So yeah, so I definitely think that they try to. Because I think a lot of them, they, they too try to overcompensate because they know we've went through a lot in this country. It's overwhelming. Okay, so I'm sorry. It's some overwhelming. Some of them try to just... I'm not sure. Like... It is. Because it's like, okay. Uh, um, but yeah, but the workplace is definitely different. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely different. And... And also, like, another point for me is even, mm-hmm. you know how they say all um, mm-hmm. folk, folk. Right. Because you see another face, right? You be hype. You be like, yes, girl, yes, girl. <laughs> or, you, or you trying to, you know what I'm saying? You trying to come in and then, like, they're like, hi. And you like. But I thought we was bros <laughs> Right. Right. So it's yeah. kind of, you know, but I do, but if a new, um, you know, black person does get hired, I do try to like be friendly, but right. if well, they don't want it, they don't want it. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They'll be I like, you. so, different. so yeah, so definitely working in the workplace, um, you know, it's just different. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is different being black. You, it's a that lot more is- pressure. So. Yeah. So go ahead, because I know I'm a chat. Right so. <laughs> oh, you're right. Whatever. She can do anything. It's chat, honey. <laughs> um. So I think, as far as in the workplace, in the profession, um, I. Why do that? Are you degree. doing? Then? Are you a gardener? I'm a low-key entering into the baking profession, but (laughs) no, so I am a registered nurse. Um, Luckily, I am very proud to say that I graduated from HBCU. 
going through nursing school was definitely not an easy task, but it made me feel better having that director that looked like me, having clinical mentors um, and advisors that look like me, knowing what it's like to be a Black woman coming into a profession that's it mostly white, honestly. I mean, um, not to say there aren't a lot of, you know, Black nurses and things like that, but if you think about it, like if you go into an average hospital, chances are you're not going to see a lot of black staff as far as doctors and nurses. On average, I would say walk into a hospital, you might see on a floor, on any any given typical floor, a couple of MAs or LPNs that are black, maybe one or two black nurses If you're lucky, you might get a black doctor in the mix, but most likely not. And I mean, not that they're all white, but just as far as black, um, there's just, it's just not a lot in the medical profession as far as in the hospitals, in the offices. I decided to go down to work at a um, pediatric office. And I honestly, in the entire building, in the entire office, um, I was one of, was it three of us? I want to say it was three wow. black people in the entire office, and I was the only black female nurse. Like, I was the only nurse initially. Um, there was one other woman, super sweet. She worked in the front office at the time, and then she ended up moving to another part of the office. And then it was another one that was a lab tech, and it was just us. Like, in the entire, everybody in the mm-hmm. office was super sweet, and I loved it. So don't get me wrong. Um, it wasn't a problem. It just, for me, I felt like, being that black nurse, I had to put my best front forward. Like I put my best foot forward. I had to mm-hmm. be on my P's and my Q's. I had to be very knowledgeable. I had to be present and be on time, make sure I did what was asked of me and just try and help out where I could. Um, not Well, I do that, you know, anyways, but like more so because I felt like I needed to represent mm-hmm. for the culture, if that makes sense. Like I needed to show Hey, it's yeah. not very many of us, but we can do it. We are here. We are present. There are more of us. Um, and I'm honestly, I was so happy because before I ended up moving, um, but before I ended up moving and having to leave that position at the office, um, they had hired more black nurses. They had hired um, more black staff in the office. So it just made me feel good. Not to say it was because of me, but it made me feel good to know Mm -hmm. that they felt comfortable making Mm -hmm. the office more diverse you know what I mean like that was important to me but um just being a a black nurse it's just it's not super you don't see a lot of black nurses you see more than you used to for sure but you just still don't see a lot it's not a lot of representation in the workplace that you just it's still not enough for me like I would still prefer to see more I'm glad I'm seeing more and more but I I feel like there should be way more sure um can I ask you a question do you feel like um there's a difference between how patients treat you and maybe like a white nurse um I think so I definitely feel like I've gotten looks um, which I can, I can say may also be because of my age, because I feel like sometimes people are okay. skeptical about dealing with younger 
the younger nurses the younger doctors um which Mm -hmm. I mean you know sometimes for certain reasons like it's understandable when you're used to a certain thing or a certain person and then you get somebody new and younger and you're like what in the world but um I don't necessarily know if all the time it was just because of my skin color or sometimes it was because of my age but I definitely feel like I have gotten the vibe where it's don't touch me like it's fine like oh. in a nursing home for clinicals it was this one older white gentleman who's like nope mm-hmm. I'll leave me alone don't touch me and I felt like I got the vibe because that was that was the vibe that I got because I had somebody else go back in um a white woman she went back in she was like no it's fine I'll go ahead and take care of him and I'm just like okay all right well I mean <laughs> go ahead I'm not gonna okay. say don't do it but um or that I'm upset about it, whatever, it's fine, go ahead and yeah. take care of them, but I definitely feel like there are times where some people just don't want care mm. from a Black individual. Okay. <sighs> Kyra, you have, you guys both have Miranda, how you feel it? <laughs> everything. I have <laughs> felt, definitely felt like I had to change um, how you speak in a workplace. I definitely had coworkers talk to me a certain way and did not talk to my other coworkers or my peers the same way. Um, supervisors, the same thing. Like the tones, like, look, the, these walls is thin. Like, you know, like I'm, we in the same room. I can hear you. I can hear the way you talking to the other person. So when you come to me and you like, Hey girl, why are you talking? Why are you just me like that? But she got a good morning. Good morning. Like, why are you, you automatically just think that you should address me like that? Perception. Because just because I talk to Kyra like that does not mean you could come to me and do that. (laughs) Again, this is what we say. I am not the office homegirl. Okay? I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not. not. You're not going to come and then call me out my name. Mm-mm. because mm-hmm. you're not talking to nobody else like that so you just think that that's how I address people that's how I address my mm-hmm. friends but how do you know if that's even how I do it it's your perception we're not doing that so mm-hmm. I would say also um, I feel like I have to watch my tone because a lot of the times I've spoken up in workplace not spoken up just would talk like any other coworker, like raise my hand, share a thought. But I am called, I have been called sassy before. <laughs> I have, yes, like, because you know. So I'm just like, sassy. how though? How when I'm just saying, giving a suggestion, maybe this may work. I think you that's think you that. in general, though. Honestly, you think like I'm your sassy? personality in general. What? I think you can be sassy. I don't think it's a bad How? thing, though. You're right. in the work. You're place, right. Though? Not, not this turning into. Oh no, 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 no! I don't know about in the workplace. I mean, your personality in general. I that's different. Like you can be that's sassy. different. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but in the workplace, I'm professional. In the workplace, I'm super professional. <laughs> I will Sharina not address what Sharina has said because <laughs> <laughs> because 
That's it may or may not be true. I, I don't know. Maybe and sometimes I say something issue. around my friend that may be like sass, I guess, in a sense. <laughs> but in the workplace, I am professional, okay? <laughs> so it does not matter. <laughs> Work, uh, once it hit lunchtime and okay. I'm out at my car, I'm no longer. I can talk however, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not in the workplace, okay? But in the workplace, I am professional. So I... I talk to everybody professionally. I so I I expect the same thing back. Not with so when I change my tone or when I'm talking to somebody and when I address emails, I'm very very precise. You can ask Kyra. I'm very precise, very precise and detailed. Also because I am that type mm-hmm. of person, but also because I feel like I don't need you to come back to me and say, "Oh, this is not how the situation was, or this wasn't. Oh no, I'm gonna tell you exactly how the situation was. Starting at 1 p.m., this is what happened, um, and this is took me over the time. Of, I'm going to be very detailed um, in what I'm saying because I don't want you to think that, or or that I'm making an excuse for anything, because that's a stigma or that's a stereotype. Oh, um, there's excuses or there's so. Because I don't want you to think that there's excuses, I'm going to tell you exact detail um, of what's happening. And then you can do the timeline for yourself. Um, and I feel like I have to do that in that place. I feel like um, other groups can be passive aggressive. And as soon as you are, you are called out for it. You are written up for it. You are pulled in the office for it. So, and it's taken the wrong way. Oh, I feel like you hadn't, I felt like this was bothering you because of the way I said it, but can you talk to my coworker? Cause they said the same thing I said. We're just different complexions. I mean, you, it's the way you took it. It's their perception. Because if I'm <laughs> saying it the same way, I, I could say it two yeah. tones lower and I would mm-hmm. still be called in the office. So, it's, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just you like just trying to it's just oh, no, that's how it is. But again, I'm, it's um, it just helps you realize things like, all right, like you already know how it's going to be or you already know how they may treat someone may treat you um, because of your skin tone. And I'm aware of that because I'm in the workplace um, and I've seen it so many times in different jobs. Um, mm-hmm. I also would say I am. I don't know how to say this. You know that now they're they do cultural competency or cultural awareness workshops for the team. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like maybe I don't need to go, <laughs> but because because we know what you're, I know what culture you're talking about. That you're trying to be more, because wait, why do you sometimes about? it's not people of my skin tone doing it? So what are you going to tell me about? but I think the reason why they want you to attend is so you can educate and you can be the one to explain or elaborate why that may Um, be offensive or why some stuff you have to do for yourself Kyra this is what I mentioned earlier um, some stuff you have to do for yourself so I shouldn't have to tell you that every time I change my hair you shouldn't come to me and say oh you look like a different person today did you cut it you know like I just don't think that that's appropriate 
I don't think it's appropriate. It's not appropriate at all. Right. But, okay, so let me give you an example. I do. Um, I do? You remember okay. when... Well, you have an example, too. But, yes, of what I'm about to say. So, sometimes, culturally, they don't know that certain things are offensive to us or oh. it's, yep, you just it, it triggers something in <laughs> us. So, I um, called Urena one time because my supervisor sent an email... And it said she was listing things. It was to our whole team. And she was listing things kind of, I guess, what the team wasn't doing or the team wasn't something. And then and it, she writes on. in bold mm-hmm. letters, next. Like, next. Like, next. And then she'll be, like, moving along oh. or, like, um, <laughs> or, like, period. And so... Oh, it's just, I just feel like certain things, like saying period, or like stuff like that, they just don't realize that to us, that's a trigger, because what you're telling me is, you don't want any pushback, mm. you don't want any, Thank you, for you know, response, yeah. like, they don't under, so, you know what I mean? So, I feel like the reason why they're like, oh, we want y'all to come to these cultural awareness trainings is because they're not going to understand that yeah. what that word yeah. means to us. Like, culturally to us, that's fighting words. You just Hard said period. Me. So what that means, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that means something different. They couldn't mean it like that, but that's just what it means. And like, if you would have wrote she, an email like that, It was that, both Kyra. letters. That she was and like, you were talking to her that like, and. You're gonna, you're going to be That's what I'm spoken saying. to and by uh, another leadership staff, and I just feel like that. In that sense, we have to be aware of how we're talking to everybody right. because they're human. Before we even talk about culture, before we're talking about speak to someone how you would like to be spoken yeah. to, and I wouldn't like to be spoken to, or I wouldn't speak to exactly. you and say period, or I wouldn't speak to you and say next because that is rude to anybody. So. I think if we, even if we took away the culture part, if we just start looking at people as human beings, um, then some of this stuff can be eliminated. Some of this stuff. But Kyrie, you are right. I maybe I mm-hmm. should be more involved in these cultural competency class or awareness workshops because I did have an incident um, at an old job, a former <laughs> job that I had, where someone did write in an email and was like, "Period." Um, I grew up in the inner city, so. The first thing I said is, who's she talking to? Because you're not going to say period and think that you're not going to have a remark back as if you think that's it. Well, I'm. Oh, you're not sassy at all. First in the workplace, I'm professional. So I am going to (laughs) say. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's a disconnect between what we deem professional. And what they deem professional. Period is not professional. Mm-hmm. You have stepped out the professional lane, which means that then I'm not gonna step and... out, and we're gonna we're gonna have to have a conversation <laughs> because you're not gonna say period to me and think because where I grew up, if you say period, next you know what's about to happen. So, 
Okay, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, we have these teams. Do you guys use Teams too to message oh, back oh, and forth? Like Google. Okay, yeah. Okay, so on Teams, like if I'm yeah. messaging yeah. a provider, um, yeah, like to message like back and forth within the office or organization. So if I'm messaging a provider oh. and a provider says to me, and that's on period, I'm gonna say okay, like <laughs> I just chuckle to myself or look at the message like what what in the world but I'm not gonna react to it like I feel like I'm not gonna give a reaction to it well obviously we're not gonna react no that's that's you might not but what you're saying is she gonna get it gives a rise out like it gets a rise out of her but for me I'm just like okay for example there was a female that works at my job and she was talking to a provider and they were having a conversation um, on Teams and she mentioned something about the patient. I can't remember what she said, but basically the patient was being very needy for, for, for lack of whatever word it was she used. And the provider was just like, said something back mm-hmm. to her and she could not believe that provider like would say that. It wasn't anything inappropriate or anything like that, but it was just like, I guess something she wasn't expecting for the provider to say. And for me, like, she was stuck on it for a while. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> Let them say what they want to say. Let whoever say what they want to say. Continue to work. Continue to get paid. Mind my business. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, I mean, I'm here right. for 8 to 5 or whatever the office hours are. Whatever the clock-in shift you guys got to work. Mm-hmm. Whenever you swipe in or whenever you swipe out. Whatever the case may be. Like, you're there. And don't be disrespectful and you won't get a response well, that's going to be there. Yeah, don't let people get a rise out of you. Yeah, <laughs> my point is don't let it get to you. But if we're talking about being it doesn't matter. Right. But this is a place I understand your point, Sharina, but this we mm-hmm. spend a lot of time at work. Well, right now we're teleworking, thank God. But if, if we course. weren't, we are in this environment for a mm-hmm. majority of our time. So it of should course, be a place where like we you're feel not safe. safe just because somebody puts a period at the end of a message. Well, the, I had a different um that was okay, from a safe. different okay respected uh, job. maybe like but, valued. Yeah, my yeah. yeah, that was her yeah, but but I'm just saying I don't but I'm mm-hmm. just saying certain things that happen, it's just like I feel like if they don't get addressed, then it's left for the next you know, generation behind us right. to be like, oh, for nobody sure. told y'all this. Like, there was other, you know, there was That's other people here. Right. Nobody no, told I mean, y'all I'm that sure this wasn't okay. One disrespect should not be tolerated. So that's one thing. Like, if you feel disrespected, and if them saying period feel makes you feel disrespected, then of course speak on it. But my thing is like, people say something. So it goes back to that comment about what the lady said about you know Urena being the only black person in Connecticut or her growing her hair out for a long time and being so long, whatever the case may be, just because they feel the need to say it, it just shows their <laughs> ignorance. Now, yes, you can speak up on it or you may make a comment back and forth. Right. But my thing is some things don't deserve a reaction. Some things people are saying to like, just kind of throw it out there to be cool or make it um, seem like they're down whatever the case may be. I feel like they just want a reaction. Trina's saying when we go low, we go high. And I just feel like sometimes... <laughs> You might have to meet mm-hmm. somebody where they're at. No, I'm um, you go low. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It just depends. Right. It depends. 
Um, so All I right. would say Anywho. so. Thank you yeah. guys for that. Um, um, and trying yeah. to make me be more involved in the cultural workplace. Thank you. Um, so as we're talking about like black culture and black experience, one of the major black experiences going to HBCU. Like everyone knows, like going to an HBCU, like this is you're gonna get that experience, and that's the only yeah. you can't get that experience at any other school other than HBCU. Every HBCU is different. So there's no way that I would take my experience back. And there's something that if you've never been to HBCU, you may not even feel until you actually attend. Yeah, you can come to the events. And we want you to actually get some type of piece of feel of the Black experience or feel like the HBCU love. But or being in the presence of HBCU, but some things you just won't experience until you actually been through it um, or been through that, been to HBCU. And I would want to ask you guys, have you, have you guys ever um, felt or has anyone ever insinuated that your education was any lesser because you attended an HBCU um, versus going to a PWI, which is a um, predominantly white institution? Um, and those can go for schools that are not listed on the HBCU list. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've had, uh, for sure, I've had comments um, about, like, HBCUs, like, just kind of like, oh, what college did you go to? I went to Morgan State. Um, and they're like, oh, okay. Like, that, like not really impressed. Or, oh, you just went to Morgan State. Like, oh, you just, you know, um, and then not just I feel like not as impressed or not you know something like that um but there there definitely have been slick comments and like you know um about like HBCUs not providing you know the same type of education oh, or you I mean, know like a I mean we definitely um, on Twitter false. there's always every couple every three months every six months there's always a discussion about HBC versus PWI. But um, I would say, I don't think I have people, I feel like it wasn't valued as much compared to like, oh, where, where's that? And because I'm very proud of the school I went to, I'm like, oh, in Baltimore, Maryland, Morgan State University, it's an HBCU. Oh, what is, oh, okay. It's an HBCU. It's, and automatically you can tell like it changes and I'm just like what they don't know is that at HBCUs you are taught in Mm -hmm. every aspect because they want you to be able to sit in any situation and be comfortable be knowledgeable knowledgeable enough in that situation that you'll be able to have these conversations so they don't feel like you don't deserve a seat or you don't deserve to be in this conversation because of the school you went to and so that's why it's like it takes me back because it's like if wow, but it yeah. also is like thank God I went to HBCU because you taught me to be aware of this stuff and you taught right. also taught me to be knowledgeable in situations to oh I can jump in and talk about this too. Um, so I think that I haven't I've seen people change, but I've. I don't think anybody, I haven't felt anybody say, oh, 
oh, you went to HBCU? Oh, okay. Like, I haven't gotten that, but I know other people have. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. fully agree with the both of you. Definitely when people will be like, oh, especially in the profession and, you know, once graduating, where did you go to college? And you're like, Morgan State University. Oh, where is that? In Baltimore. Oh, and they're like, oh, I knew somebody that went to Towson or like whatever. And I'm just like, okay, well, I didn't go to Towson. Not, no shade to Towson. I just didn't go there. Went to HBCU, went to Morgan State. Um, but I just literally had a conversation with my grandma and it stuck with me for so long because I love my grandmother. My grandmother is black, by the way, um, the one I'm referring to. I had a conversation with her, and she's like, I don't know why you want to go to HBCU. <laughs> and she, city girl, but has been living in the South for years. So it's just funny how, like, she's a mix of both, like, being in the city city and then being in the South in the country. So it's just interesting. And I'm just like, I don't understand why anybody has anything. Not, not a question, maybe not anything wrong with it, but why anybody would question why an HBCU? Like, why not HBCU? Because despite, you know, PWI is predominantly white, there are a lot of different races and different ethnicities at HBCUs. Let's just throw that out there for anybody mm-hmm. who feels like it's only a college full of black kids, because that's not true. Um, but I feel like it, my experience, mm-hmm. um, I went to two. My experience at both of them were so very different, but I feel like yeah. I could not imagine myself going to a PWI. I could not imagine my college experience, um, all of it, not even just like the beginning or transferring, anything like that, any of it. I could not imagine it being any different. It was such an amazing, challenging and difficult at times, but so needed for me. Like me and Kyra um, pretty much grew up in the same area. So our experiences as far as like younger and school wise were kind of the same with the population and who we were around and who we're exposed to. So I just think like college wise, going to school at HBCU, being around such a diverse and such a like-minded at the same time, um, group of individuals and group of professors and teachers, you just have, it was amazing for me um, to see black engineers and to see like, you know, of course, the nursing profession that I'm in now, Black nurses and nurses in high places and um, to see just all different types of individuals come together and build each other up. We have fried chicken Wednesdays and Mm -hmm. like just different different things like that made us bond. Like it didn't matter who you were, where you were from. At the end of the day, it didn't matter what race you were. At the HBCU, we were, like, a big, it was a big family reunion, homecoming, pep rallies, like, we would have the, um, what were they called outside the canteen, y'all? Like, when we would have the different events with the stands um, and, I love um, Morgan Day or tables like and whatnot, some... you know, we walk around and sample. Yeah, exactly, like, I love Morgan Day, things like those, it didn't matter, because literally, you would just go around, talk to any and everybody, like, we would play music. And um, when we had them, the student center parties, like it was just, it was like a family. It didn't matter. Any, it, any, nothing else mattered. It was like you were a part of a family. You were part of a bigger picture. And I always loved that. I always mm-hmm. felt very included. I always felt very special, very important. I felt like I was making society proud. I was making my family proud. I was making people who I didn't even know 
other alumni proud. So for me, I was just like, <laughs> why not choose an HBCU? Yeah. Like, that was such mm-hmm. an amazing experience. Like, I just wouldn't understand why not. Right. Yeah. I think um, kind of like what Urena said earlier about, like, people just not being educated about it. Um, HBCU, like, yes, it is majority, you know, um, black right. people, but it's black people from all over. It's it's black people from across the diaspora. So there's literally, you know, black people from California, from New York, from, you know, that have all these different experiences. Right. And it's like one big melting pot. So we learn about different cultures. We learn, you know, about different languages. We mm-hmm. meet people, like I said, from across the globe that grew up differently than us. Right. And it's still diversity. Like, yeah, we might still, you know, be the same color, but it's still diversity. And you learn just so much and you appreciate just so much. Um, and you mm. see different types of Black people. Because um, like Sharina said, where we're from, it's like- usually <laughs> kind of like one type. It's just true. <laughs> You go And, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so it's just, like, it's just great to go to HBCU yeah. and be around people that are there for the same purpose that you are to better yourself and to strive for a better life for you, your family, for the next generation. So, yeah, going to the HBCU was the best I- decision, probably one of the best decisions mm-hmm. I've ever mm-hmm. made, and... We wouldn't have got that at a PWI. I know. I, say, I, I would, would say that. Um, I think HBCU, I feel like that should be, for people to even turn their nose up to it, it's kind of crazy because it's just like, for uh for schools that are the least funded and for them to produce as many kids as they, um, educated people or students or, for, or alumni after they graduated. Mm-hmm. Produce the quality of people that they do, the quality of um, you know successful people hello? that they do okay. with, like you said, exactly. limited resources. But anyway, I mean, is that the story up. of black the, This. Uh... <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! She didn't turn her nose up. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about that. My grandmother did not like. She was not upset. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, but I just think that has to do, like I said, really quick with like the miseducation and the mm-hmm. stereotypes as far as the HBCU. And I feel like if more people were given, you know, right, they would insight to the experience. Um, yes, they would love agree. it, and they would be um, they would push. Really quick question before we move on to our spotlights of the month or of this podcast. How many times has someone messed up your name? Pronouncing it? Uncountable? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I must say plenty. Too many. I've been called. Yeah. Really, Serena? I get Serena a lot. Like, I have a cousin. What they be calling She's you? older, but she's still to the I got state. called. I got called Lorena, and my name starts with a U, so. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I get because there's Cameron. people who are just haven't grown much. I've heard Uranus. <laughs> That's why. For it's not about the same. <laughs> yeah. I get Kira. My phone calls you Kira. I, I might want to call you. I literally have to say call Kira. I... 
I don't know why, but Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah will not. Sarah. Sarah. Oh, wow. No, they called Sarah. That's crazy. But yeah, my my name gets messed up a lot. <gasps> I'm not I'm even like, gonna tell you all the names I got. First of all, we yeah. at some point they start spelling like, it okay. because they just refuse to take it. the time to actually pronounce it. So I mean, who knows? They can't pronounce the first or the last. So hey, <laughs> no. First of all, no. If I can just say, I was just because people are not taking the time, awesome. they automatically <laughs> say Violet. I would have sworn Violet spelled B-I-O, and my name is not spelled that way. So, therefore, it would not be pronounced that way. And, but that's neither here nor there. My first name, all it takes is a little bit of time. But like somebody said on Twitter, if you could pronounce Beethoven, you could pronounce our names. But whatever. Um, so. That's the problem. People can't pronounce oh, it either. That's sad. Because that's a very good you guys know that hey, was it beauty shop and she was like <laughs> I'm not going to eat if I can't spell it or something mm-hmm. like that just you know there's people out there that can't mm-hmm. do it you right now mm-hmm. so Violet you're right now I know I don't, know if you know. I don't... correct me if I was wrong wasn't Beethoven black or something that is uh I don't know if I was about to say I've heard people talk around. about it but I don't think there's wrong. any I don't. I haven't found anything yet where it was saying. So I. I don't know I, that part. Um, but for speaking of Black culture okay. and the Black community, um, it is very important, um, especially in Black History Month, to support um, Black creators and Black uh, entrepreneurs. And so I do want to highlight a couple of organizations or a couple groups um, that I think you should look into. Um, everybody mm-hmm. probably heard of the McBride sisters. Um, and they're two black, um, they're two sisters, um, black owned a wine. They have black owned, they're black owned creators of wine. Um, they started in 2017 and they have, um, <laughs> people probably heard of like the black girl magic wine and stuff like that. Um, and they actually have a virtual, um, testing coming up soon and you can buy, um, for black history month. They're doing like a pack of three that you can buy mm-hmm. online from their website or on Instagram. And you can um, mm-hmm. take part in their virtual te- um, wine tasting and, you know, talk about the black experience and stuff like that. Um, also, I did want to talk. Oh, and their Instagram is the McBride sisters. So if you type that in, you're going to see them. Um, the next one is Black Girls at Trader Joe's. Everybody knows that I love going to Trader Joe's. And there is a woman on Instagram. Her name is Dee. And um, she has an Instagram called Black Girls at Trader Joe's. And she puts up different recipes um, and different drinks and different things that you will find in your local Trader Joe's. And you can um, try it. She gives you, like, um, brunch layouts and how you could uh, how you can host and stuff like that. So I definitely think that's a good look and look into and she gives health is healthy options too so like definitely look into it um if you haven't stopped at trader joe's yet you should i don't know what's been going on with you but you need to start um, shopping at trader joe's and i should be can they sponsor me because i don't i would not mind i will walk around with a trader joe's shirt okay um but yeah so and you can follow her at black girls at trader joe's um and as soon as you pop that, um, type that in, it's gonna pop up. She'll be the first one. Um, 
So I do want to talk about the history snack of the month. And it is talking about Black History Month and how that was started and how it was created. Um, and it was started by Carter G. Woodson. Um, and as some may know, may not know, but now you do know, um, Black History Month started off as a week. Um, and it was first established in 1926. And it wasn't until 1976 that they decided to actually um, celebrate us for our whole month um, instead of just a week. Um, and <laughs> acknowledge, oh, actually wow. start acknowledging African-American people and what they have done. Thing. And the, it's sad that we have to stick to a month of it. Um, but Yes, that's when the United States decided to actually acknowledge all the things that African-Americans have done um, for America. So, um, wait, can we pause there really quick? Just really quick. I just want to throw something in there. I don't feel like America or United States, I don't feel like they do anything to acknowledge. Yes, it's Black History Month. I feel like they emphasize... Valentine's Day. Like, February is known for Valentine's Day. You don't hear a lot about anything Black history, really. They might put on Roots. You might get a couple episodes of Roots or a couple days of Roots. And it's sad, but you see oh, that, 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 that was one, a um, movie that they oh like, they don't have that out anymore. Yeah. It's just like they could be doing a lot more for this one I month. And movie. it's just like, it's just known as Black History Month. And a lot of people don't acknowledge it. Now, wait a minute now, because you know a lot of your favorite brands, they gathering up all they Designers, little black. Target, um, I will say Target. Some black shirts on sale. Like, no, no, no. The influencers? The, no, no, no. Oh, the influencers. Yeah, like the influencers, the black influencers, and they're getting them to post on their page about the it is a show and that's why i don't have time to even acknowledge that um that, so. because it is the show and they're just doing something at some point to shape to save face um and to show oh i do stand with the black community but you only acknowledge them two times out the month um two times out the year and the other time was because of the whole protest that we have and then everybody wants to be so sensitive or overly sensitive but anyways, um we're talking about black history anyways. month and us and um, so at this time, we do want to remember um, it is February and it is National Cancer Prevention Month. Um, so I did want to acknowledge that. Um, and there's different tests that people can, um, people can do for different parts of their body, of course. But because we're all women on here, we are going to talk about breast cancer, even though breast cancer is in October. But it is National Preven- Cancer Prevention Month. So you do want to make sure you do your checks. You do want to make sure you see women doctors. Um, um, yes, but some people might not know that. So, or just OB. Okay. No, I mean, you got OBGYN. Yes, you, and if you need any good ones, um, let me know because I know a couple. Um, so yeah, and if Kyra, if you want to pray us out. Oh, Bible. Oh no, you can do your Bible first. I'm sorry. Yes, well, actually, I have a Bible verse today, but I mean, I can pray if you add, it's up to y'all. Okay, so today's Bible verse is in theme of Black History Month and on the fight um, together and, you know, striving to stay united and, you know, stay in one. Um, it reminded me of this verse, Galatians 6 9. 
and it says, let us not become weary in doing good for Amen. at the proper time we will mm. reap a harvest if we do not give up. So just keep the good fight, guys. I know that there is a harvest on the other okay. side. Um, hopefully the harvest for the next generation. <laughs> no, but thank you, Kyra, for that, um, that Bible verse. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, be you, be mindful be resilient, and most importantly, be sure to love all things, starting with yourselves. All right. And stay tuned for what's to come with this next season. We have so many things in the works, so many plans. Um, you guys want to drop any cute little uh, tidbits about what's to come? Um, yeah, and also you do want to look, stay Y'all tuned to our Instagram. Because um, I know That's we just had a uh, trivia mm-hmm. And we did some special giveaways. Um, so we're going to try to do that a couple times through the season. Um, and also, pers- um, we've been posting different things throughout the week on our um, on our Instagram. So just make sure you stay tuned to that. We've been giving facts, different uh, health tips, different recipes and stuff like that. And recipes. we're just going to continue to do that stuff for you guys this season. Yeah, so stay tuned. Like Kyra said, you'll get to meet our significant others and yeah, so learn stay- how they are and how they deal stay with our tuned, guys. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and feel free to share and like and email us and write us and comment and DM us. We love hearing feedback and we love hearing from you guys and interacting with you guys. Um, all right. Well, we are signing Bye. off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.